0: Tone Deaf is the journey of a theater nerd, bringing musicals into the life of their musically challenged spouse. This show is rated explicit for mature content and strong language. I'm sorry for me. Spoilers are in every episode, so if you haven't seen the show we are reviewing, you can always check back in later with us. We'll be here when you get back. Tone Deaf, a theater nerd's guide for their musically challenged spouse. I'm Kay, a musical theater nerd. And I'm Warren, I'm musically challenged. Sorry this one is late. I felt like I was dying, so we decided to postpone for a little bit and let me sleep. Apparently you need to sleep. That's a thing. Also, you shouldn't roll up windows when your joints don't hold themselves together normally. I don't know. That's still the stupidest way I've ever hurt myself. You need to up
1: your game, though. You still gotta injure yourself putting your pants on. Then you'll you'll be on my level.
0: Okay, okay. Well, I will try that next time. You don't. (laughs) (laughs) So, it is time for more hairspray. This time with John Travolta. Oh my god! (laughs) So... The more I was looking into the production stuff for this one, the more I was kind of like, hmm, or what the actual fuck? As well as, yeah, that kind of tracks, reviewers. I see where you're coming from. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. This is one that I saw in theaters, and when I saw it in theaters, this was kind of the only version of Hairspray that I had access to that wasn't A, the soundtrack, and B, uh. Youth theater groups with very few Black people, <laughs> yo. <laughs> that uh had to do some really creative casting. <laughs> Darkies up front, whiteies in uh, back. No, that was Aida. That one was Aida. That I know, we had but, to do that. But, but same but, kind of no logic no. behind it. We basically only had Little Inez, seaweed, and motor mouth. That was it. That was all we had. I mean, those are the most prevalent. Ones. Those are the most prevalent, but there was no black ensemble. We were it. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's it's the problem with the mountain mayonnaise valley. Yeah, but...
0: it was it was an adventure, and so going into that, I saw this one and really enjoyed it, and then I got to see actual hairspray <laughs> so i mean other than the 1988 film i saw that before i saw this version i have him. yeah we'll we'll watch it eventually so um on on the film of hairspray new line cinema secured the rights to this one pretty shortly after the show premiered on broadway and production started in 2004 around the same time as the producers which is one we'll do a head-to-head of at some point Uh, John Travolta was one of the first people that they thought of for Edna Turnblad, but according to IMDB, they also were thinking of Tom Hanks, Steve Martin, or Robin Williams being considered. Damn. Robin Williams would have been a very interesting choice as Edna. (laughs) I don't know
1: which of those... Well, then again, from what we saw of Hairspray, you don't have to
0: play the Edna role and be a good singer. Correct. So. Hmm. Though they have a very different feel in mind for this Edna. And I will say, having been someone who was more familiar with Harvey Firestein's Edna, it threw me off so much. <laughs> I
1: will, because I don't think John Travolta has the deep,
0: gravelly oh, no. voice oh, no. that no. Harvey Firestein does.
1: So I, I, I imagine that he's probably going to try to... To feminize his voice and try mm-hmm. and actually sound like a woman instead yeah. of a, yeah. a, a creature that eats
0: rocks. <laughs> hey, rocks are delicious if you have Pika. Um hands are big, strong hands. <laughs> but they slip through.
1: <laughs> na 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 na
0: na na, na, na. Artics. Anyway, <laughs> you know, no, well, I think only the third one would count, never ending story wise. Hmm? For a musical? Uh huh. Is the third one musical? Well, it has that Born to Be Wild scene. That doesn't count. If, 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 it's this... diegetic. <laughs>
1: Anyway, sorry. What happened to you?
0: Back to this. I changed actors twice. So for a time, there was talk of either Billy Crystal or Jim Broadbent to be Wilbur Turnblad, but uh, Christopher Wilbur. (laughs) Christopher Walken ends up being cast in this role, and much like uh, John Travolta, Wilbur Turnblad is played very differently in this, and I don't quite like it as much for the reasons that i that will become clear but also that i stated why i love the you're timeless to me in the stage version of it mm-hmm. it has a very different feel in this that just doesn't i don't know like you don't get that relationship from this wilbur and edna you don't, that you get you in, don't feel like they have the same chemistry kind of thing Well, you don't get the Wilbur is horny for his older, heavy wife and will do anything to make her feel beautiful. Mm. You don't get that, really. Like, it's... He plays him kind of clueless. Meehan and O'Donnell returned to write the draft, or the first draft of the screenplay, but then they were replaced by the Freaky Friday and Mrs. Doubtfire writer, Leslie Dixon. Adam Shankman, who like did The Pacifier and other movies that I never watched, was hired to direct and choreograph. And when he went to consult with John Waters, Waters was quoted as saying, don't do what I did. Don't do what the play did. You got to do your own thing. Your mileage may vary on if this was a good decision. (laughs) So uh, one thing in casting that made me go, what? No, I would have killed to see this with her in it. So back in two thousand five, around the same time as the possibility of Billy Crystal being played uh, or being cast as Wilbur Turnblad, Aretha motherfucking Franklin was auditioning to be Motormouth Maybell. Ooh. Warren? I would have fucking lost it in theaters because she would have been perfect. I mean Yes, Jennifer uh, Hudson is mm-hmm. her spiritual successor. Yes. She would have been fucking amazing. <laughs> and I think that
1: that's probably where I'm because I'm just sitting here going, but Jennifer Hudson and and
0: uh uh yeah. Like like Jennifer Hudson was hand picked by Aretha Franklin to play her. So Aretha <laughs> Franklin is Motormouth Maybell? Are you fucking kidding me? Mm. I no no hatred to Queen Latifah. I adore Queen Latifah, but oh my god! I would ah. I need. Did she turn down the role or? No, she just didn't get cast. It oh. was Queen Latifah got the role, hmm. and I don't know if it was a case of wanting someone younger. If it was a case of, I don't know what the reasoning was behind it. But man, that would have been really fucking cool. I would have fucking lost my shit in theaters. I think it would have had a very different feel as well. Um, So rounding out the cast, we have Nikki Blonsky as Tracy, Michelle Pfeiffer as Velma Von Tussle, and Brittany Snow, she was in all three Pitch Perfects, as her daughter Amber. Uh, Amanda Bynes is Penny Pringleton, Allison Janney is Penny's mom, Zach, High School Musical, and I guess Ted Bundy? efron as link larkin uh james marsden as corny collins tone-deaf alumnus elijah kelly he was the scarecrow in the Wiz live as seaweed and singer and sims 4 voice actress taylor parks was cast as (laughs) little inez uh jerry stiller the original wilbur turnblad from the 1988 movie is cast as mr pinky in this version and now we'll get into some of the IMDb trivia because that's been kind of fun on some of these. So, uh, some of it made me giggle. At, like how John Travolta was singing Summer Nights on the set at one point in between takes, and the kids all got excited because Travolta was in Greece and Michelle Pfeiffer was in Greece too. Which we'll eventually see so that you can truly appreciate that one scene in Off Balance and you'll agree that. Uh, that was well deserved (laughs) it just makes me think of a grease
1: fire and i want to take somebody and rub their face in that grease fire to put it out oh
0: man grease two is grease two i didn't care for grease one so i can't imagine i'm gonna like grease two yeah so um michelle pfeiffer also apparently didn't realize until like halfway through filming that velma was racist (laughs) <laughs> and then she was worried about what people would think with her playing this role and it's like oh sweet summer child i mean
1: that's sweet but at the same time it's kind of like do, did do you do you read... not get a script beforehand you yeah, know? like did... do you not do you not get
0: the information up front yeah did you not read the script Oh, fuck. So um, Travolta, being much thinner than Edna would... Well, maybe not much thinner, but he was definitely thinner than Edna would have been, was put into a fat suit that took him four hours to put on. And it was made in such a way with silicone and pads to look both more realistic and also hide his facial hair that would grow throughout the day. Um, So basically to avoid Edna having like a five o'clock shadow or something, (laughs) which fair <laughs> i mean yeah fair so anyway um the hairspray you'll be seeing in this one what do you think it will be made with like what do you think they'll be using for the hairspray that they're spraying everywhere
1: uh i i, I would hope it's just like canned air pressurized air something that is not toxic cuz you know, they're spraying it all around them and like immersed in it. Deodorant. Oh no! Is, how do you sing and perform with? Because I've got, I've had. Yeah. Some, like it, it can
0: be, it can be very overpowering. I mean. Yeah. Like uh, I can smell the scenes now. Now that I know about it, I'm like, oh, and I don't like that. Mm. It it smells like a high school. Locker room. Locker, yeah. And I don't like it. But uh, the IMDB fact that I will quote verbatim here that made me go,
1: Hey, Zach,
0: you okay with the fact that this happened? What the fuck? Is, according to the DVD commentary, director Adam Shankman made Zac Efron make out with the picture frame in the Without Love sequence for hour after hour after hour. Why? (laughs) Was he on a power trip? Like, how many minutes of B-roll making out do you need? This reminds me of the rehearsals that I had when I was in Romeo and Juliet, where the director took me and Romeo and, like, made us do kissing practice. While he watched? She did, yeah. While they watched? And it it was one of those things that, like, we were both really uncomfortable cuz you know How he was LDS I was I was either 11 or 12. It's a good thing I didn't know you because then I'd be wanting to punch that kid. And well like we were we were both kind of uncomfortable with it and I I get that her whole thing was oh we need it to look realistic for the Shakespeare festival but at the same time it's like we're fucking kids. And it's the you Shakespeare
1: <laughs> festival. It's not Broadway.
0: Well, Shakespeare Festival is kind of Broadway for Shakespeare. It's a big fucking deal. I'm just saying. It's a really big deal, especially because uh, we uh, were the only group that was invited back like multiple consecutive years.
1: I'm just saying you should not
0: be encouraging minors. No, you should not be doing that. No, it's, too... it's fucked up. And it's one of those <sighs> things that I think about every so often in hindsight and go, damn that shit was whack
1: (laughs) you you have a lot of those stories from your theater days where you look back and you go that wasn't right or that was abuse or that might have been illegal
0: yeah yeah no shit seriously i'm like what the fuck the (laughs) show must go on like it was it was
1: man um this is why other than uh uh not liking being in front of groups and crowds that's another reason i could never have done theater because i would have i would have protested things like if Mm -hmm. i didn't like it be like why and from everything i understand directors do not they do not like
0: that questioned no they do not (laughs) like you know what directors stop being weird as hell 2021 challenge that's their new challenge I mean, many have already failed it this year, but... <laughs> I was just saying a lot of theater has taken the backseat to
1: <sighs> pandemic stuff. Well,
0: and theaters that haven't have done some really shitty choices recently. Mm-hmm. Um, don't get me started. At, like, theaters, producers, and shit, don't get me started on Cameron McIntosh. I could go off on him right now. I've been in pain for the whole last week. I want to I punch him in the face. Cameron MacIntosh, I challenge you to a fight. Just pelt him with apples of his namesake. <laughs> all right, all right. Apples. Back to hairspray. Back right. on track. Okay. So, now this version is going to try to not be campy like the musical and some of the things that are played for laughs in the musical are played more straight, such as Ter- Edna Turnblad, such as Edna Turnblad who in the musical the stage musical while being pretty homebound but until welcome to the 60s is brash and bold and you know you kind of get the sense that she runs the household a little bit like yeah uh wilbur brings home the money but edna makes the rules i got that feeling from the musical though yeah that's what i mean it's in the musical uh the stage musical that's the case in this movie john travolta plays her super insecure and quiet Mm. and it it, they also add in a subplot that while it makes some of the songs flow more smoothly for film it feels wrong and i don't like subplots like this so it rubbed me the wrong way because like no longer do we have wilbur being ridiculously horny for his heavy wife he's kind of this clueless idiot and gets caught up in a side plot with velma and you'll see what I mean. It's stupid. I don't like it. After re-watching the stage version, I really don't like it, so... Remind me who Velma is. Uh, she's the racist producer. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. So, uh, we also have a change of where, I, uh, of where they place I Know Where I've Been. It's no longer the 11 o'clock number, but is instead around where the intermission break would be. And yeah... Visually, it's well done, and I still think about that scene, but personally, I like it where it is in the stage play for the reasons we discussed last week. Um, We also have twice as many Corny Collins council members as in the stage play, because why the fuck not? Um, I almost wanted to make a video, and maybe I still will, that's the scene of the Corny Collins kids jumping out, doing the, I'm Amber! Brad, So-and-so but being the Delta or the different COVID variants because that's what it's starting to feel like with these motherfuckers not vaccinating or wearing masks. I'm mad. Or even fucking worse, fake vaccine I'm so mad right now. With real lot numbers. God damn it. Uh. You know, Tom Arnold is gonna be at Salt Lake Comic Con and there was this brief moment where I went that could be fun. And then I went, oh, but people here don't know how to act. Mm-hmm. <laughs> people here no. don't know how to act, and I'm not dying for Tom Arnold. <laughs> no. Not he... dying to see Tom Arnold or Tress McNeil or Rob Paulson or any of y'all. I'm sorry. I'm staying my ass at home. People act like damn fools. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, wow, I I have been on one because I've been hurting. <sighs> anyway, um, they... It, there are a lot of other plot changes that while I see why they did it, maybe because it's, you know, oh, we're transitioning this from stage to film, but I feel like a few other shows have handled it better. Uh, they also removed "I'm uh, Mama, I'm a Big Girl Now, uh, because they couldn't think of a way to do it without going split screen, and they really didn't want it to be campy. Like, they really wanted this to be a legitimate movie musical. Uh, and okay. I feel like the charm of hairspray is the campiness. That's kind of
1: what I was feeling like when we saw the stage version. Yeah. So already I'm kind of like, well, creative decisions were
0: made. Yeah, it's 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 in the early 60s and the early 60s is known for camp. Like think Batman. I was just thinking that. Pow. We, we I fucking love that that version of Batman because it's campy as hell. It's it's in this this is this show is set in the 60s, let it be campy. Because that way it makes it easier to, it it kind of creates a bit of an emotional change when you have your serious moments, you have something to come down to. Like, not... Or you have something to come down from instead of trying to keep it all the same feel. they Keeping it campy, it's like, oh, this is really fun and upbeat and, oh shit, racism. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> it, 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 it shows the... It, it removes the veneer of campiness when you see that like it it does it really well and the movie doesn't which this actually is going to come up in a little in the reviews and uh some of the reviews i had to go to archive.org because (laughs) they weren't on the original sites which made me mad and luckily i was able to find them there because there were some reviews as we saw with our land before time series that I couldn't fucking find. Mm. <laughs> so at least these were kept. So this is from David Denby with The New Yorker. The movie version of the hit musical, based in turn on John Waters' 1988 film, is perfectly pleasant but not as exhilarating as the show, which distilled our nostalgia for the candied period between Elvis's early work and the arrival of the Beatles. The director of the movie, Adam Shankman, and the screenwriter, Leslie Dixon, have removed the traces of camp humor and Broadway blue that gave the stage show its happy-knowing flavor. As before, Tracy Turnblad, Nikki Blonsky, a chubby Baltimore teenager in 1962, lives to dance and to make out with the sweet, good-looking school king, Zac Efron, and much of the movie feels like a prolonged platter party. The dance numbers, however, are unimaginatively shot, and the idea of substituting John Travolta for Harvey Firestein as Tracy's hefty mother, Edna, played by the outrageous Divine in Waters' original version, is a blandly earnest betrayal. Travolta gives a a sincere, unfunny performance as a Baltimore housewife, with Michelle Pfeiffer in an amusing turn as the hypocritical shrew who manages a local TV station and Christopher Walken, gruff and tender, as Tracy's father. We also have this one from, uh, Stephanie Zacharek from Salon that actually, uh, I feel really does a good job talking about some of the issues. So, maybe it's necessary to go into Adam Shankman's Hairspray, an elaborate, enthusiastic movie musical based on a Broadway musical, which itself was based on John Waters' sweetest and most entertaining movie, pretending that a performer as beautiful and magnificent as divine never existed. <laughs> but is that even possible? And Waters, always one to add rather than subtract, made a story crazier than it had to be. But that was part of its charm. Shank's, Shankman's Hairspray streamlines the story considerably, doing away with some of its nuttier, more memorable elements. There's no ticking time bomb beehive here. And when... That's that's a reference to the movie. Uh, anyway, and... Uh, when Tracy organizes a desegregation march, Link, instead of simply joining in, as in Waters' original, makes a dud of a speech about having to opt out lest he lose his big chance to become a star. The writers apparently thought they needed to add some tension to the story and to the relationship, but in the loopy idealism of Waters' original, this is the widest of white kids, or this whitest of white kids wouldn't even hesitate to join in a desegregation march, and Hairspray has plenty of fine individual moments. Walken, who began his career as a Broadway chorus boy, gets a rare song and dance routine. Jerry Stiller, who played Wilbur Turnblad in Waters' original, appears as Mr. Pinky here, and although he doesn't have much to do, it's still wonderful to see his face. Pfeiffer and Ives' Princess Frozen in Time shimmies her way through a slick, sharp production number. Waters himself has a cameo as the town flasher, and what's not to love about that? Hairspray is reasonably entertaining, but do we need to be entertained reasonably? Waters' original was a crazy (laughs) sprawl that made perfect sense. This Hairspray toils needlessly to make sense of that craziness, and something gets lost in the translation. But the one thing that is truly wrong with Hairspray isn't the fault of the filmmakers. It simply has no divine. Still, her ghost, dressed in a moo-moo of moonlight, insists on shimmering over the proceedings. It's little wonder everything below her pales in comparison.
1: I don't want to be reasonably entertained. I want to be unreasonably entertained. That's, <laughs> that's the whole point of being entertained. I want to be so entertained that it's unreasonable how much I'm entertained. But, yeah. uh, at the, I don't know. It, some of that, I haven't now granted. I haven't seen anything with Divine. Mm-hmm. So, I can't comment other than I feel like it might be a little unfair. Mm-hmm. I don't know, to, to to penalize somebody for not being somebody else yeah, to an extent. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, maybe I'll watch this and I'll be like, man, I hated it. All criticism mm-hmm. is valid. Mm-hmm. Fuck it.
0: Yeah, and I think part of it too is which version of Edna do you like? Do you like the mousy housewife or do you like the woman who runs the house from inside the house? <laughs>
1: I mean, like, that's the best place to run something is from that yeah, location. Yeah. Last thing you want is somebody who isn't in your house telling you how to run your house, mm-hmm. right?
0: Yeah, that's yeah. that's true. That's true. Think about
1: any job you've ever had. Nothing pisses mm. you off more than somebody who doesn't do your job telling you how to do your job better.
0: That is very true. But uh, yeah, these were two of the reviews that I was able to find that stood out for me on kind of the maybe don't take campiness out of a show that's supposed to be campy and wacky and wild sort of standpoint. Um, this movie did do really well, though. It had the widest release of any modern movie musical, opening July 20th, 2007, at 3,121 theaters. It easily earned back the $75 million budget, grossing $203 million, and opening in third place after I Now Pronounce You Chuck and Larry and Harry Potter and the I Can't Believe How Many of These There Are and Fuck You, J.K. Rowling, You Nasty-Ass Turf, um... Anyway, I,
1: I remember that one.
0: Yep, that one was that one was a wild one. I actually haven't seen any of the movies past four. Wingardium
1: discrimination.
0: Uh, um, there was speaking of turfs. Um, well, kind of. Um, there was tension within the LGBT community at the time surrounding casting John Travolta, a known Scientologist, who is, as far as we know, straight, in a role originated by a gay drag queen. But according to the production staff, John Travolta never mentioned Scientology and was never homophobic towards the gay director, writers, John Waters, or any other gay staff members. But I kind of see where folks are coming with this because it's why I have a bitter taste in my mouth when I see anything with Roseanne Barr or Tim Allen or Kevin Sorbo or why I have a hard time with Growing Pains, a show I used to fucking love as a kid because of Kirk Cameron. Mm-hmm. It, it just, it's it's sort of a, what are you really thinking when you're dealing with me? Which we've talked about that with people when folks show their ass and I'm like, I now have to reevaluate every interaction I've ever had with you. Mm-hmm. Um, there was also a sequel planned because of this. It didn't happen, thank God. Is there... So would it have been a completely pulled from the ass sequel?
1: Or is there like was, basis for a sequel?
0: Uh, John Waters was thinking of a thing with, that took place in Vietnam era. And sort of Tracy dealing with that period of time. But John Travolta refuses to do sequels, which is why he wasn't in Greece too. And... Really? Yes. He refuses to do yes. sequels?
1: Yes. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Interesting.
1: And now I'm sitting here going, what movies? Wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. I think the only ones he's ever done are the Look Who's Talking movies. I was movies. just about to and fucking And I kind ask. of wonder if that's... The why? Well, no, because I not mean, 2 bad. was before Look Who's Talking. I, so, I don't but, know. He just... he. It's a cop-out. He just yeah, didn't want I to. I think he just didn't want to. But according to the IMDb thing, or wherever I was looking at this. I don't remember. It was a week ago. Um, <laughs> but he it, because of that, it started to fall through, even though I'm kind of like, just have Harvey Firestein be Edna. Like, just bring him back, and it'll be Edna picked up smoking <laughs> between Hairspray 1 and Hairspray 2. You know, in the modern day, with all
1: the Black Lives Matter stuff that's going on, you could mm-hmm. do a quote-unquote reboot of
0: it. You could uh, you could even if you were to not reboot but do the same characters update it. The only folks that you'd really have left are like you'd have seaweed and Penny and you'd have uh, little Inez. You'd have Tracy and Link, and they would be dealing with the fact that you know <laughs> seaweed and Penny's kids are dealing with. This stuff, or mm. like they're, I guess, it, well, depending generationally, because they would have been a little older than my mom, it would be their you know, grandkids, but be a good way to approach colorism, mm. too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely, it would <sighs> anyway. Granted, what's kind of funny is that, uh, I don't know if you caught the line in it, uh in the musical, but there's the line of, if they try to stop us seaweed, I'll call the NAACP. And it's kind of like, well, you won't be able to get married legally yet anyway, because the loving act hasn't happened yet because it's 1962. Mm -hmm. You've still got some time that you're going to be fighting unless if they, if this actually, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. Yeah. This, this is, One of those interesting shows where when you peel back onion layers, you're like, oh, shit. Um, But uh, back to the whole sequel thing. Not every musical can become a franchise that's fun like nonsense. (laughs) When we watch Grease 2, you'll see how badly it can go. And it's not the worst of the musical sequels, but it's not good. (laughs) And it's not good... It It's more not good than Grease. I would, like I said, I would believe it. mm mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I watched Grease 2 exactly once when I was a kid, and I was so fucking bored. <laughs> well, I mean, they had such a healthy relationship in the first one. It's... Well, we'll get into Grease too. We'll get into Grease 2 when we cover Grease too. But anyway, that's all that I've got for Hairspray. Do you have any questions before we watch this movie and determine which Hairspray takes home the giant can of Hairspray?
1: I have no uh, extra stronghold feelings. I have only light binding. That's Wow, that just fell apart like shitty Hairspray. in high humidity as I tried to come up with let's just uh, go do the show let's go do it let's
0: go hey Warren hey Kay do you know what time it is? is it time to thank our Patreon sponsors? it is! Woo! we would like to thank our stage crew sponsors Jeff, Reagan, and Jasmine Wu And our Producer Circle sponsors, Jesse, Bianucci, and Taylor Brandt. Thank you all so much for your continued support of our show. We truly
1: appreciate it. Do you want to touch a pulsating blue cube? Do you want to turn into an animal,
0: but for only two hours?
1: Do you sometimes, like, want to be a bear and feel the power? Are you afraid of slugs crawling into your brain? Do
0: you remember the 90s? A little
1: bit. Remember those books with kids
0: turning into animals?
1: I do. We're reading every single one. Join us on our journey with Anamorphin Time with Nathan Tyler. You can read along, you don't have to read along. We'll read for you. Anamorphin Time with Nathan Tyler.
0: And now, the lights are going down and the music starting back up, so let's head back to the second act of our show. So, what'd you think of that version?
1: Um, it had some hits and misses. It had mm-hmm. some
0: hits and misses. There were there were parts
1: that I, I liked quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, then there were some uh, interesting creative choices. And Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. One thing that I do really like about movie versions of musicals Mm -hmm. is just because it's a movie the shots are always better yeah just or maybe not always better but Mm -hmm. this one the cinematography um i felt like was just superior just because it's a movie so you can show all the different angles without having to worry about us the audience because our lens is the camera yeah um so that. Is definitely a a bonus to this episode, this uh version's stuff, things, words. Uh, I think my blood sugar's dropping.
0: So. Oh no, we're <laughs> gonna
1: power through this so I can have some dinner. Uh, Kay K- K said, I Kade won't feed me until well, we no. finish the episode. Well, no, I'm shackled what? to this to my review chair.
0: Oh well, no, send <laughs> Your help, you chair, UNICEF. If you're listening. Um, you're not shackled. You're tied with a jump rope. There's a difference. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Where did you even get the jump rope? It's one of those like weird pasta string ones too. Um... <laughs> God, those, those are the worst. Yeah, you remember those old jumpers when we were
0: kids? That That's what they felt like was a, was a bunch of like pasta. Yes, pastas? yes. Because at first I thought you were thinking about just the long nylon noodle ones, but the, the ones that are like a bunch of plastic pasta, those were weapons. I was
1: just about to say, those were weapons. I yeah. remember kids battling on the playground with mm-hmm. these whips mm-hmm. that were... Okay, anyway. Wow, I digress. Never I,
0: do double dutch with one of those, I remember, which I've only ever done like twice because I'm... In I re- Utah. I remember tying a uh,
1: big tennis ball, like a softball-sized tennis ball. Oh, no. One of those with it, and I made a flail. Oh, be- God. Because uh, kids, especially me, were obsessed with, like, knights in middle age combat stuff. Oh, my so we God. Would, you know, you'd have sticks and flails, and we just whack the shit out of each other, Oh, my you know? God. Cardboard shields made out of pizza boxes, like, multiple pizza boxes so it could, like, absorb the blows. Like, I mean... Wow, this digressed. (laughs) It's
0: okay. We heard about uh, too much information with Kay at the beginning and possibly uh, reasons that playgrounds got changed in the end with Warren. Pizza box shields and jump rope flails. Oh, Uh, that might be the episode title. (laughs) (laughs) People will be like, how is this related to hair or hairspray? Okay, so uh,
1: yeah let's jump into this and we'll just kind of talk about it as we go Mm -hmm. so Hairspray the 2007 film the movie opens up with an aerial view of 1960s baltimore a kid delivers a paper people shine shoes and just the general goings-on of the city folk happening that is until we see a girl wriggling in her bed as the intro music kicks in and tracy hops out of bed gets dressed and bursts into song but not before giving her head a good spurts of hairspray. Tracy dances down the street serenading the city folk and dancing to the beat in her heart, and her need to shake her groove thing makes her miss the school bus, but luckily she catches a ride on a friendly neighborhood garbage truck. Tracy makes it to school and proceeds to zone the fuck out in all of her classes because she's really just at this whole school thing to kill time until she can race back home to watch the Cornhole Hour on TV. (laughs) Tracy and Penny make it to Tracy's house just in time and we're treated to the corny Collins intro song and it's well done. The music and dancing Mm -hmm. in this part, just
0: well done. No complaints, no criticisms, just... Immaculate, I would say. And I just adore James Marsden. He is one of my favorites.
1: He's uh,
0: Corny Collins, right? Yes.
1: I'm just me in my brain, and I can't remember actors and stuff. I really like him. Yes, I do too. He's, yeah, I like him a lot. Mm -hmm. I think I've liked him in just about everything I've ever seen him
0: in. I have yet to
1: see, well... He was Prince Charming in Enchanted, he right? He was. so good in that. <laughs> he was, right. Oh, my he God. He was really good in that. And I liked him in uh, 30 Rock as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't think of anything else that I've seen him in right uh, now off the top of my head.
0: The, oh, God. What was it called? It was, it was a, it was one that took place at a funeral. It was a remake. And oh, is I... it?
1: Two deaths at a funeral. Yes, two deaths at a funeral.
0: He was that. He was, was, oh my God, it was was so great. Oh my God. He was marvelous in gets high on LSD. Anyways, (laughs) so,
1: yes. uh, (laughs) So, uh, yeah, the Corny Collins intro song, all that stuff. Well done, well sung, well everything. Good job. We then see, we then get to see John... I don't do sequels except for Look Who's Talking, Travolta, and his attempt to do a Baltimore accent while in drag. As much as I. As much grief as I gave
0: Harvey Feinstein, he had. Firestein. M- what did I say? Feinstein. Fein- it's because there's another Harvey with a name that's close enough that's really evil. Well,
1: the thing that's dumb is I wrote Firestein and then I read it wrong mm-hmm. because.
0: Well, your brain just automatically, one has been in the news a lot and is evil (laughs) and I hope rots in hell, and the other one is amazing in drag.
1: The other one was in Independence Day. Oh, I need to call my mother
0: and my lawyer. Nah, forget my lawyer. (laughs) Um, He was also in Fiddler on the Roof as Tevye. Haven't seen that. It's okay. He wasn't in the one that you, you wouldn't have seen it because you haven't seen the movie. No, I saw a high school production. That's all I saw.
1: (laughs) Okay, anyways, as much grief as I give Harvey Firestein, he had, like, commitment to the role, and he really lived it on stage. John, I don't do sequels except for ones where babies and animals talk, (laughs) Travolta, just kind of, I don't know, limp dicks his way into the performance, just almost like he doesn't like the role that he's playing either, it's just he's not very fun to watch he's
0: not and
1: I just I don't know I it, it, it's this weird thing because John Travolta in as Edna is much more attractive than Harvey Feinstein or Feierstein as Edna mm-hmm. but Harvey firestein was so much more into the role yes than than John Travolta was mm-hmm. so it's like this weird thing because the entire time watching uh harvey firestein play edna i was just like just like man this is an ugly woman you know just (laughs) as i'm watching it and 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 you get martin martin short's characters just so into her kind of thing which is great that was kind of the charm of it though (laughs) A little bit. Well, the the thing, though, is it was always about her size, Mm. you know, kind of thing. They never, like, really call her ugly. It's always that she's fat. Yeah. But I'm just looking, I'm just like, oh, God. (laughs) (sighs) (sighs) You make my, you make my Audi become an inny. Oh. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Me, misogyny aside, and me not really caring for John Travolta in this role.
0: Yeah. He just didn't, he didn't. He didn't do it No, he didn't.
1: Anyways, Penny and Tracy are full of teenage hormones and are dancing around the living room, that is, until Penny's mom comes in to get her laundry from Edna. Penny fucking dives behind the couch, and her mom proceeds to complain to Edna about the cost of her laundry services and how she lets her daughter listen to race music. Her daughter doesn't listen to race music. Edna gets ready to spill the behind the couch beans (laughs) that Penny is listening to race music to, but instead plays charades with Tracy, who's trying to prevent Edna from spilling the aforementioned behind the couch beans, (laughs) but Edna spills the beans anyway. And Penny's mom yanks Penny out of the house, telling her that she's banned from Edna's house and that she'll never watch that cornhole show ever again. What with their terrible race music. And, uh, God, what was it? She says, God, there was a great line. There was something about despair or something. And she's like, despair builds personality or oh, something God. like that.
0: I can't remember it. But, <laughs> yeah. Anyways,
1: it's, it's a fleeting line as Penny's being hauled out of the, the apartment. Yeah, so.
0: Penny's mom has some great lines in this. but I like that actress, too. Mm-hmm. She, I find her very entertaining. hmm
1: Back at the Cornhole Show, it's commercial time, and Velma Von Bitchface lambasts Corny for his performance, and the other kids as well. Goes around pulling padded bras and Mm -hmm. socks and trousers out. (laughs) Suck, man. Suck, man. She uh, She doesn't forget to threaten the cameraman either, who apparently is not focusing on her daughter enough, her daughter Amber enough, the next day, Tracy and Penny are watching the cornholing on street TV and the, and they get the news that there's going to be an opening for the cornhole hour because yeah, one of the girls will be gone for nine months for <laughs> medical reasons. Tracy she she, con- she contracted a, a, a terrible parasite in her, in her <laughs> lower abdomen.
0: need to get her some ivermectin. <laughs> Just shit it right out. I'm mad. <laughs>
1: Tracy goes home to tell her mom that she wants to audition for the Cornhole Show and Edna smashes Tracy's hopes. Tracy's dad, Wilbur, tells Tracy to go for her dreams like he did with his joke shop. Because, you know,
0: those joke shops are all super successful on every street corner, right? (laughs) Right? And that's sort of where you see the first change in direction of Wilbur and... Edna's relationship compared to the stage version because you have instead of him saying you know I got my wildest dreams right here and he's looking at Edna and referring to her and being all horny over her it's his joke shop Mm -hmm. and you have the moment where Edna in the movie thinks he's talking about her and then says the joke shop and it's just "Oh." oh and like I I get it I I know that they explain it later, but I fucking hate that
1: their their I relationship hate that so much. Yeah, their relationship is just much better in the stage version, and mm-hmm. I like it a lot more in this stage slash NBC live. Since... Yeah, yeah. So yeah. So anyways. After the pep talk that Tracy gets from her dad, we see Tracy at the studio to audition for Cornhole. Because she's, yeah. And they Mm mention she's, and in the audition they say, All you cool kids, cut class and come audition me. Yeah. And Tracy does that. And we see Velma Von Bitchface is teaching the kids a new dance move. And she sees the auditionees enter. And proceeds to mock and belittle them as she sings and dances about her glory days as Miss Baltimore crabs. We get many a rude and cruel comment by Amber and Velma directed at all the auditionees. Velma eventually asks Tracy about integration, and because Tracy has a soul, she's Mm -hmm. kicked out. Mostly because she's failed to give the white answer. We then see Tracy trying to sneak back into class after her failed audition, but the teacher catches her and writes her up for detention. In detention, Tracy feels the groove and dances with all the black kids who she thinks are pretty who, who think that she's pretty fly for a white chick <laughs> the sound of the funky music is heard out in the hall and link larkton larkin yes link larkin flutters in to see tracy slapping her naughty girl ass and uh comments that if cornhole saw her dancing like that he'd put her in the show for sure Link bumps into Tracy, who is love-struck and hearing wedding bells. The song that she has where she walks around the whole school singing I I Can Hear the Bells bells," is pretty good. Mm -hmm. I think it's well done in this version. Yes. Um, Because in the stage version, she's just... Because that song happens while she's doing her audition. Yes. And and then basically it's just the whole song happens in the studio. In In that moment. In that moment. Where in this one like she this this one is much more comedic mm-hmm. and i just like the the change of environments because mm-hmm. it happens at school so penny's like she's like just going around school she's singing in the bathrooms yes you know using toilet paper to like dress up as a as a a a, a bride a bride veil and mm-hmm. and and uh uh the bouquet bouquet thank you wow i'm drawing a lot of blanks
0: you're today. fine baby she also
1: like peeks into the boys room yeah you know, like, yeah she's a little peeper And she's a little bit of a peeper and also like you know getting taken to the nurse by
0: penny yes. because she's singing broken out into song and she's got a fever so it's, it's a serious condition when people <laughs> just break out into song in baltimore mm.
1: i mean we've all heard of well i mean maybe not all of us but you know we've many of us have heard about those rare cases in uh, medieval Europe with the dancing yes, disease, the dancing
0: plague, where people
1: would like dance themselves to death. Mhm. So anyways, uh I like this scene. I like it a lot. I think it's well done. Mm-hmm. Uh the comedy value of the scene is really high. Yes. And yeah. And I'm I'm okay. I'm having a hard time in my head between uh who I think I like more as Penny ariana grande or, or amanda Bynes? amanda Bynes. yeah,
0: because both yeah they're <laughs> both pretty damn good at it i'm like... just
1: sitting here just kind of like hmm i i really don't know like yeah. I, ha- I have some strong opinions about other characters and stuff like that mm-hmm. but those two i'm i'm kind of it's kind of a wash uh yeah and i kind of feel that way with tracy too because mm-hmm. both tracy's were really really good. Yes, I definitely prefer Wilbur and Edna from the other version that we watched. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, there's there's some there's some ones in here. I'm just like I don't. Know. They're both really mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the next day at the segregated school dance party, Tracy tries mm-hmm. to get seaweed to dance with her, but he does the whole "nah, we have to be segregated" because people suck. And so Tracy goes. uh, So Tracy does Seaweed's funky dance in front of all the white kids and gets attention. The next scene is Penny sprinting to Tracy's house, yelling with excitement as she turns on the TV, and Edna and Wilbur get to see Tracy on TV, dancing and uh, stirring the social Discord pot, saying that (laughs) she'd make every day Negro Day if she were president. Mm hmm. Yeah. Stuff like I'm gonna get in trouble when I even when I say that in context, I feel like I'm gonna get in trouble. <laughs> we then get the conversation between Velma von Bitchface, Cornhole, and the sponsor, the hairspray dude, as the uh, as they discuss the dangers of race mixing. God. And Cornhole suggests getting rid of Negro Day and just integrating the whole show completely. To which the other two shit racist bricks. <laughs> the next scene is some Meek white girl dancing and then cutting to Negro Day and the ladies singing the way it should be. And Velma getting all pissy that the black singers did a better job than the white singers, even though they, uh, you know, wrote the song. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Tracy's dad is capitalizing on his daughter's newfound success by selling Tracy-branded prank merch. Mm-hmm. Nothing says a proud father
0: like whoopee
1: cushions.
0: Here, you
1: can sit on my daughter's face and it farts.
0: <laughs> Jesus.
1: Anyways, Tracy is... Oh my God. <laughs> Tracy is popular and takes Penny to detention with her. Which, that's a funny scene because she gets detention again. Mm. And as she's entering detention, uh, the whoever is at the door looks at Penny and is like, where's your pass? And then Tracy's like, she's with me. She doesn't need a pass. yeah. yeah. Which is just a good... A good line there. Uh, But yeah, Penny goes to detention with Tracy where Penny sucks a sucker and gives blowjob eyes to seaweed. You (laughs) cannot convince me that was not intentional. I knew that scene was coming when they kept showing Eh, Penny with a sucker in her mouth. Yeah, it's
0: intentional. Like,
1: because you see that multiple times, she has a sucker just sitting in her mouth, and she's she's, and the way they even dress her, I'm sitting here like going, there was a pervert inherent makeup <laughs> You know, no judgment. We're all well cuz she's she's a she's an adult. Like uh uh Amanda Bynes is an adult mm-hmm. playing a high schooler. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's fine. But they but the way that they like set her up to be mm-hmm. a little overly
0: sexualized, that's the point with yeah? that. It's it's the the whole oh, she's quote unquote innocent schoolgirl with a naughty streak. That's that's literally like that that
1: design. Oh, okay.
0: And that's why it's I don't want to do a whole dissertation on lollipops in film, but <laughs> lollipop's
1: key for I
0: wanna suck dick. I mean you know it's it's something that you take something that's innocent and then turn it very dirty. Oh, and it just takes oh, oh, one oh, the way that like Yeah, yeah. seaweed was looking at her in the way that she's, like, putting the lollipop in her mouth and, like, Mm -hmm. looking him up and down. Mm -hmm. Like, she might as well have been like, this is your cock later. Yeah, yeah. No, that was 100% intentional. So, yeah.
1: Anyways, Mr. Pinky calls the turn... turnblad... Yes. Why do I have such a hard name time with that name? Calls the Turnblad estate and requests that Tracy be his model and spokesperson. Tracy wants Edna to be her manager, but Edna is self-conscious about leaving the house and doesn't want to go with Tracy. So Tracy has to give the, come on, mom, welcome to the 60s song. It's pretty good overall in this scene. Mm-hmm. And uh, we see Tracy and Edna arrive at Mr. Pinky's where he attempts to schmooze the two with donuts. But Edna actually demonstrates some competency and intellect by going through the contract and negotiating a better deal for her daughter, including a new bustier for herself. Mm -hmm. So, to John, I don't do sequels because I think I'm too important, but I bet if Disney came knocking (laughs) at my door for a Marvel role, I'd sell my left nut for a franchise role. Travolta does a good job evolving Edna's disposition from shy and uncertain to a more bold and brassy person. Mm -hmm. However, I just don't really enjoy him as Edna. Harvey's gravel gargling was at least belted and an attempt Mm -hmm. to be with just full conviction in that role. It's not here with John very much not the giant pink sea snail Travolta. Jesus Christ Warren,
0: why? (laughs) I had to been a while oh my God. anyways but yeah no i agree <laughs> jesus I just I
1: was... so much of his singing roles like that's the thing is like i would have been fine with him talking like a man and yeah and having his normal voice but like really getting into the singing yeah. roles, like that that would have been fine i think that's why even though i don't think harvey firestein's singing voice is good like mm-hmm. at all mm-hmm. uh, i think just because he because he sounds like he eats cigarettes you know <laughs> like he gargles pebbles while eating cigarettes and broken glass like mm-hmm. that's just his voice and it's okay because he fucking lives it and embraces it and goes mm-hmm. full on into it mm-hmm. where john Travolta. Because he's trying to change his voice and be this more timid, feminine. When it comes time to be expressive and be loud, he can't do it.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna say too. Is that his bold and brash isn't bold and brash. bold and brash? It's for him and yeah. his character. It
1: is. Yeah, but even so, not really.
0: Yeah, it's 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 very limp dick. It's very, very limp. limp. It's it's very it's very like.
1: You, you know how you know how snails have those stock eyes, and if you, like, <laughs> poke one of their eyes, it retracts back in? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you did that because you were a twisted fuck of a child who tortured <laughs> insects because they don't have souls. Uh, that's wow. kind of what this is. <laughs> we spitting some hot takes here. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, their soul is like a tiny little grain of sand compared to a pebble or a rock or a boulder. They have the the tiniest of little
0: souls, so they don't and matter. And their little souls are adorable, mm. especially praying mantises. Pour salt on those little souls. No, um, <laughs> I mean, well, now that I'm a gardener, I do get hate a snails? little I I have gotten there because I'm like, you better not be putting that parasite into our food.
1: Uh 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 nah.
0: Anyways, so, uh, I, I but yeah, me and my insect torture aside, Jesus. <laughs> but yeah no his his performance is the equivalent of the snail eye retracting with that (laughs) because he just he doesn't commit and it's you can tell and it sucks and you want more it feels awkward yeah and you don't want awkward that kind of defeats the purpose of that character and that character's growth and yeah because the other thing is
1: edna edna's thing is she's uncomfortable about her weight Mm -hmm. she's not uncomfortable about
0: everything else it's just her weight yeah and i don't know
1: and it's sad too because we we i just think about the first conflict scene in the stage version that we watched between edna and
0: velma Mm -hmm. with the
1: tracy baby Old mama's waffle
0: yes like you would never get that scene with this edna no you don't in fact instead of that scene we get a scene that pissed me off Mm -hmm. with with the diner it's like no movie fuck you give yeah put put some fucking effort into it yeah
1: So anyways, disappointed. (laughs) Tracy and Edna are at, and here's that scene. Mm. So after the uh, welcome to the 60s scene where Tracy gets a contract with Mr. Pinky and both Tracy and her mom get their fancy new clothes, they are at a diner in their fancy new outfits when the Von Bitch duo come in to be Mm. bitches at the big gals and Edna cries and wants to take her outfit back but Tracy tells her that the Von Bitch is just being a bitch because she's worried that Tracy will get the Miss Teen Hairspray Contest winner thing and not her daughter, Amber. The next day, in class, Tracy is sleeping while Amber pretends to not be a bitch and spreads rumors about Tracy taking it from the entire football team. And, like, because she does this whole first, she tries to imply that Tracy is like mm-hmm. in these remed. Roomie- oh, I'm not gonna let her fail. I'm gonna tutor her. And, mm-hmm. and people, you're just so noble, Amber. Mm-hmm. And it's not true what people say about mm. Tracy. She's not fucking the entire football team.
0: Mm-mm-mm.
1: Plenty of people get grass stains on their whole back, mm. which makes me laugh about that because
0: I'm like, that eh, implies
1: you guys are just fucking right there on the field. You're yeah. not. You're not even.
0: Going under the bleachers or something like that? Yeah, the bleachers aren't grassy. You know? Or they shouldn't be. Mm -hmm.
1: But anyway, anyway. So yeah, she's spreading all those lies and everything. Link then jumps in to tell Amber to stop. And the teacher chimes in to be like, what's going on back there? And Amber frames Tracy for drawing a depiction of the male teacher with boobs. And so Tracy gets sentenced to detention. And Link stands up in protest and gets the dreaded pink slip for detention as well after speaking the immortal literary words of kiss my ass to the teacher. (laughs) I don't remember what the teacher says, but like as Tracy's like sad walking out of class with her pink slip, Link stands up in in protest and then the teacher's like, do you have something to say in the immortal words of Of Patrick Henry? Oh, Patrick Henry. Mm -hmm. And then Link goes, yeah, kiss my ass. Mm -hmm. all cool like shit in detention Link gets to be close to black people probably for the first time without a barrier between them Mm -hmm. Seaweed invites Penny, Tracy, and Link to Motormouth Records for a shindig and the entire detention class busts out of the class and dances and holy fuck Seaweed the Scarecrow is pretty fucking talented Mm -hmm. he may be a dancer but damn that jump is like an NBA style slam dunk jump Anyways, we see Seaweed introduce his sister, Little Inez. Oh, it was Inez. Inez. Little Inez. Little Inez. Fuck me. Little Inez, who has an awesome part and just good singer. adorable. Good, adorable kid and very good singer. Seaweed also hip thrusts at Penny and makes her faint at the thought of black cock. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Later that day. At Motormouth Records, the kids get to dancing and partying, and we see Amber making an anonymous call to Penny's mom about how Penny is at a race music dance party because she's being corrupted by black cock. Jesus. I assu- well, and the thing is, maybe I'm wrong there, because I just see, we see Amber being like, on the phone, like, this is Mike. So,
0: Mike. Like, she was crying to her mom, and her mom's kind of implying, oh, I'm gonna you know, make things right, and so she probably hatched the plan with her mom, like, oh, you need to call and get Edna out of the house. So she did say that. that... Okay, she said it to Edna. Okay. My,
1: that's what I was gonna ask, is if I missed it. I assumed that she was calling Penny's mom, because Penny's mom is the one who freaks out. Yeah, she's calling Edna's mom. Yeah, she's calling Edna. Tracy's mom. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Tracy's mom, Edna. So Edna's the one who, uh, goes to pick up Tracy. Yes, I was trying to get back to my note. Yes. So we see Edna burst into Motormouth Records to bel- to berate her daughter for disappearing and not telling her where she was going, and also to tell Penny she better get home before her mom shoots her. <laughs> Maybell is able to convince Edna not to haul the children away by tempting her with tasty, tasty soul food, which the big girl obliges herself to. The dancing continues, and I'm reminded that... Uh, Queen Latifah can fucking sing. Me and my ignorance really only knows her as an actress, but damn, yeah, mm-hmm. good voice. And uh, also, yeah, the whiz. She was the whiz, <laughs> and the whiz And I'm pretty sure when we did that episode, I was also like, oh my God, Queen Latifah can sing because I only know her as an actress and I have the attention span of half a goldfish. Uh, so yeah, anyways... <laughs> We then see Velma Von Bitchface at Wilbur's joke shop, being all pissy at the Tracy merch that he's got. She wanders around being all,
0: Hello? Hello? Hello?
1: And eventually finds Wilbur in a gorilla mask, and she tries to shoehorn in a I'm going to try to seduce you plot line, but Wilbur is super dense and only focused on his jokes. Back at Motormouth (sighs) Records, yeah. Kay's heavy sigh speaks for both of us. Uh-huh. Back at Motormouth Records, Maybell breaks the bad news that Velma canceled Negro Day on the cornhole hour. Tracy instead of Tracy, instead is like, Fine, if you don't get a dance, then let's go break some race barriers. And she's able to convince them all to go protest. That is, except Link, who is career focused, and Al, I can't go protest. I'm just a hairpiece. Do you see this perfectly sculpted curl? <laughs> And Tracy cries and Link leaves and Edna tries to be like, he'll be back. I know a thing or two about men. And then we go back to Velma and her attempt to seduce Wilbur, who is just super obtuse, mostly because he flunked geometry. Ha ha ha. And uh Edna's uh. getting ready to fuck her husband when he gets home, getting all in the mood and whatnot when she goes down to the joke shop and just right in at the moment to see Velma sit in Wilbur's lap and uh yeah optics Mm -hmm. so we cut to Edna sobbing telling Tracy that she'll never be on that show again because of her cheating bastard father and Tracy being like yeah I heard you the first 400 times it's A really dumb plot
0: it's pointless it
1: really doesn't serve any purpose there's no need to to have that in there and it's one that i feel like somebody thought was like this will add more drama to this by having this instead of having this weird joke shop husband who's super horny and crazy in love with his wife
0: and it resolves almost immediately it was resol- <laughs> it, it, it's so fucking pointless oh i i hate when movies <laughs> decide to be lazy and do shit like that only to have it be like
1: neatly uh, wrapped up and resolved in like 5 uh, minutes tops like
0: jesus christ i j- i just my god i uh, the the alternative thing
1: that i would pose is is I think that the quote-unquote attempted seduce line scene would be okay if you had the dynamic of their really strong, loving relationship. Yes. Because what if, like, Velma's trying to seduce and that's when Edna comes in and Velma tries to be like, oh, Ed, oh, your wife... Kind of thinking Edna's just like, ha, 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 and just walks over and then the two of them are just like... Yeah, yeah. Basically dry fucking right in front of Velma who's just like,
0: uh... That would have been bad. I would have watched that over... That would this. have been better, because yeah. then you could have them
1: laughing about how Velma tried to break up their their relationship Mm-mm. and singing about the your are
0: Timeless. Yes. Because that's, that's what this how leads you can, into. Yeah, and instead, they it's just, again, this whole <laughs> show is limp dick. It is so limp dick compared <sighs> to... I mean, it has some, it strong, has some strong, hard... Uh, yeah. moments but but most of the time it's whiskey dick it's a little it's a little flaccid a though. lot of the time it's whiskey dick like it, ah it it really upsets me because i love hairspray and like i remember when this was in theaters and i watched it and it was sort You're of like, like what well the fuck well it was a case of well this is all that i'm gonna have mm. for this show So I'm going to enjoy it because this is what I got. Gotcha. And now, you know, because this was pre-YouTube being YouTube. Yeah. This was before you could have more than 10 minute long videos on YouTube. Like this, this was, I was not part of the bootleg scene, partly because I was afraid of people (laughs) because someone could come up and steal me because I was raised in the stranger danger era. (laughs) You were also a very cute black kid. I was also a very cute black kid, and someone could have stolen me. I mean, I'm thinking about stealing you right now. Oh boy! <laughs> um, but like, it it was one of those things where, like, this scene took me out of it, even in theaters. Yeah, because it was just sort of like this isn't. You saw me rolling my eyes. Yeah, super hard. yeah. I'm just like, Ugh. it's it's so lazy. It's yeah, so lazy.
1: It's it feels very contrived. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But anyways, so.
0: on to the resolution that happens almost immediately why the fuck did you even need this oh my god it's so pointless Ah! so
1: tracy then goes to the joke shop to see her dad who's sleeping on whoopee cushions and farting all over the place as he tries to give his daughter a fatherly speech about not giving up or something anyways wilbur is sad because Because Edna already changed the locks, but Tracy has a key. Jingle, jingle. Wilbur goes back up to the apartment to clarify this stupid plot point and tries to be like, Baby, I'm so horny for you, Edna. My wife, let us sing a song about love and how it's timeless. And it is really, really, really not as good as a stage version. I do really like how Martin Short's character was just so in love with his mm-hmm. wife. Mm-hmm. Martin and Harvey had better chemistry than Christopher Walken and John. I can't de- I can't decide what my accent is, but shut up, Warren. Your Christopher Walken impression is fucking atrocious. <laughs> Travolta's. I'm very meta. Uh, anyways... The next morning, after the couple has had some fat suit makeup sex, (laughs) Edna goes to wake up Tracy and tell her that Mommy and Daddy are back together, but Tracy has ghosted, leaving behind only her pillow decoy dummy. Tracy is downtown protest marching with the others and and, uh, protesting segregation, all while Maybell sings, I know where I've been. And man, again, Queen Latifah, very nice. Mm -hmm. I'm still very 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 partial to jennifer hudson Mm because god themself made that voice Mm -hmm. so you know i just i like queen latifah nothing against queen latifah yeah but jennifer hudson Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. done
0: Mm -hmm. okay
1: Anyways, uh, the the mob of incredibly violent protesters reaches the station and is confronted by the friendly law officers Uh. who kindly ask them to please go back to the black side of town. Tracy violently assaults the (laughs) officer with a blunt instrument and flees the scene as the police proceed to arrest the angry and unruly mob. Tracy flees to Penny's house seeking shelter. Penny tries to hide Tracy in their bomb shelter. Yep. (laughs) But is caught by... Welcome to the 60s. That was a a great scene (laughs) because Penny comes in.
0: You can stay in here for as long as you need. I don't know why we have this room, but there's food and blankets and a Russian language book and gas masks. (laughs) It, again, there are these moments that just mm-hmm. are really good, and mm-hmm. then moments that just drag the whole movie down. Yeah. <laughs> like like someone clawing onto your leg, pulling you underwater in the middle of Redwood Pool while you're trying to get your goggles back. <laughs> and then th- they realize that they can't swim, and so they grab you, and you can't swim either, and you have to grab some boy's trunks. Is that the first time you saw a penis? No, I didn't see a penis. I... Couldn't see because I didn't have my glasses on. It was, it was just one of those like, okay,
1: I see trunks. It was grab. It was the panic clutching of, I don't want to drown. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) But yes, so, uh, yes, they're in the bomb shelter, but they're caught by Penny's mom who proceeds to lock Tracy in her room while she ties, well, proceeds to lock Tracy in the bomb shelter room while she ties up her daughter. Penny is tied to her bed with a jump rope as her mother flips holy water and she mm-hmm. leaves. Seaweed stilts in through the window to untie Penny and free her as Penny and Seaweed climb down the window and almost forget to free Tracy. Yep. The fugitive, they then hide Tracy the fugitive in a trunk and Penny under a blanket as they drive past the fuzz who are on the manhunt for the former teen dance idol who viciously attempted to murder a Korean War veteran and police sergeant. And Eagle Scout. And Eagle Scout. That So the progression of that scene is pretty funny, the comedy mm. aspect of it. And it is, it's, it's, satire, but it also is very on point with Mm -hmm. the way that stuff will get portrayed and blown out of proportion. How, Mm -hmm. you know, protesters versus mob and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I love how they're, uh, how because Tracy when they're at the protest she taps the sergeant on the back of the head with her protest sign trying to get his attention again and you you see all the black folk like yeah, they're just oh like, no oh shit oh, no. like they they need the slightest provocation to whoop our asses mm-hmm. and if we try mm-hmm. to defend ourselves we might be murdered yeah kind of thing so it, it it actually really reminds me of of when the the Black Lives Matter protests were really in full force mm-hmm. in twenty twenty and you would get these 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 Warrens these well meaning white people. <laughs> who are trying to protest this systematic uh, injustice and are n- being violent and, mm-hmm. like, throwing... Th- and then you see, like, the black people around them being like, don't fucking do that. Mm-hmm. Like, you get to go home tomorrow and be white. We will deal with the fallout from your actions. Mm-hmm. And that is exactly what's going on yep. right here. Yep. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. But I love the progression of how, like, you see the news stick caster, and it then becomes, you know, Tracy beat him mercilessly with a crowbar and broke his jaw, and yeah. now he's in critical condition, yeah. kind of thing. And then Zach Efron's uh, link shows up at Tracy's house, and he's just like, I heard that Tracy beat a, 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 an Eagle Scout with a crowbar. That doesn't sound like her. And they're <laughs> being like, She didn't. I was there. They're yeah. lying. Yeah.
0: But, I tell yeah. you. Oh, yeah, and the entire fucking time that we're having Tracy getting broken out, we have Link making... (laughs) Link is at Tracy's house, like,
1: dancing and singing in her room, all over her stuff, and in her bedroom, and the scene is way better in the other version. Mm -hmm. It's kind of, like... I don't, it would have been, it would have been creepy, like, it would have been creepy also if, like, say the roles were reversed and Tracy was in Mm -hmm. Link's room doing all of this and Link's Mm -hmm. stuff, we would be like, it would be creepy, creepy like, okay, it's creepy. It's also creepy when he's doing it and he's, like, singing to a picture of her that's, like, singing back, you know. Mm -hmm. It's better in the stage version where she, quote-unquote, breaks out of prison Mm -hmm. and they're singing and dancing in the street. Yeah. That's just, it's just. it's better better.
0: this is weird and also what the fuck with making him make out with a picture (laughs) for what the fuck i do say no (laughs) because they didn't have it in the other
1: version and i love oh i shouldn't say i love i laugh and appreciate the specific attention to detail to get that one curl yes that zach efron's link yes has.
0: the superman curl the superman
1: curl <laughs> like just that one very intentional yeah. curl that like goes right into the middle of his forehead yeah. and makes him look like a greaser version of harry potter he looks like a cupid doll cupid doll i don't know what we'll Kewpie look doll. it up
0: later I'll... well
1: no I and mean, you don't mean dolls so i'm not mm. <laughs> sounds it sounds like some haunted doll shit i'm uh, no bueno. no <laughs> anyways the fugitives flee to Motormouth records where Maybell tells seaweed and penny that that swirl action is going to cause them a lot of ugly problems from people who want chocolate and vanilla to be in separate cones anyways yeah, tracy I always c- makes chocolate now. i mm. i oh as a kid i always i know you like just, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to judge you for, for liking just straight chocolate because you're with vanilla now. But, but I do like mixing chocolate and vanilla. I always went for that swirl. I mm-hmm. love me a good balance of chocolate and vanilla. You get both those wonderful flavors mingling together in your mouth. Mm.
0: See, and I, I just always think of the black and white at Leatherby's. Mm. That, mm, I try to make that. That's what I'm secretly trying to do every time that you see me with the thing of Briar's vanilla and Briar's chocolate. I was just like, <laughs> all right.
1: So yeah, uh, ice cream talk aside, mm, Tracy Tracy calls her mom and tells her to be at the station and to dress up nice for their super secret master plan. Back at the station, and the preparation for the Miss Teen Hairspray Contest brought to you by Ultra Clutch Hairspray. (laughs) All the young white teens are dancing around Cornhole, and the teens then take turns dancing while people call in to cast their votes. And we see Velma Von Bitchface stealing votes and rigging her daughter to win.
0: Mm -hmm. There is
1: a bit with Wilbur disguised as Tracy to trick the cops so that the black kids can sneak into the station and bar the doors from the inside. The police then grab a giant hairspray prop can to use as a battering ram and bash in the station doors. The Miss Teen Dance contest concludes and Cornhole gets ready to read the uh, the totally real and genuine winner, Amber, who is about to get outdanced, cries Tracy, who enters the scene out out to uh, outdance Amber. Link joins in as well and brings uh, Little... Little Inez?
0: Yes, Little Inez. Why do I have such a hard time with that name?
1: You <laughs> bring Little Inez on stage to dance, too, and the phones are ringing off the hook as everyone is dancing, including Penny and Seaweed. Cornhole comes back on to announce the winner, and it's Little Inez! He also announces that the Corny Collins show is officially integrated and all the groups rush on stage and we get a big mixed dance scene. Velma Von Bitchface throws a huge fit and Amber tries to tell her to just accept the loss, but then Velma reveals that she switched the votes and is caught live on camera admitting it. The hairspray sponsor comes out to fire Velma and Cornhole brings Maybell on stage to close out the number. Little Inez gets crowned Miss Teen Hairspray, and all the couples kiss. And the credits roll. The end. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, I, I like the end scene in this, but it is a little... Mm -hmm. chaotic yes it is it is
0: very chaotic it's a
1: little too chaotic yeah i feel like because it's constantly jumping back and forth between like Mm -hmm. the cops and velma and you know the different couples and and just yeah it's a little it's a little too messy yes it's 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 better represented in the stage version it's Mm -hmm. it's like while that is still a chaotic scene, like there is a lot going on. It's a high pressure, high tension situation mm-hmm. because they're you know, they're they're integrating live on camera. Yeah. And like, what's gonna happen? Um, but it's it's done better in the show. One thing I will say that I like in the movie version is when they're giving each miss teen an opportunity to dance yes. like on camera while people call in. Yeah. I thought that was nice. Like mm-hmm. I, I liked that bit. And, mm-hmm. and it's funny because then when it comes time for Amber, she's just the most vanilla basic mm-hmm. bitch dance that is not interesting at all. And you see Collins in the back rolling his eyes and then yeah. he realizes it's on camera and he's got a like fake smile. Yeah. And I love wh- when he's like, because since it's been faked for her to win, uh, when he's like, I'm obligated to announce because yes. <laughs> he <laughs> really doesn't want to announce Amber. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like they're, there's good stuff like the actors and the acting mm-hmm. is really good in this version for the most part for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for the most part. Um, it's just, it's just not as good as the other version overall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's some great numbers. There's some great dancing, you know, there's some great singing, but I don't feel like there's any, there's, there's, you know like like i said there are individual elements i really like uh uh tracy's um i hear bell's song mm-hmm. i really like the way it's done in this version um I, I really like the dance scene when they bail on detention before going to motormouth records mm-hmm. but the whole motormouth records scene is really kind of bland yeah like overall it's yeah. really kind of bland um and also like the 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 scene with Penny getting freed and whatnot and like that whole turmoil and and Tracy getting freed and stuff, that's better in the stage version. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's kind of this weird, it's this weird mix. Mm -hmm. I would probably say that, like if I'm rating it out of five, I would say that the movie version is probably a very solid three out of five, Mm -hmm. whereas the stage version I hesitate to give it a five out of five just mm-hmm. because I have issue. Like I, if I even even bitching about John Travolta, I feel weird still wanting to like mm-hmm. praise Harvey Firestein. Yeah, because just really jarring, really mm. jarring. Him as Edna for me. Like I know that he's like the
0: standard. Like that's what. It's modeled off of and everything, but see and it's so weird to Did me. you ever watch Rocco's Modern Life as a kid? A tiny that was Nickelodeon,
1: right? Yes. Yeah, remember I yeah. I did not that... I was not a Nick kid, I just we didn't have it.
0: Because Mrs. Bighead had that sort of voice too, which I think was supposed I I don't know for sure what she was supposed to be referencing. I'd have to look into it, but that's the sort of voice that Mrs. Big Mouth had, so when uh Rocco had her call him on a sex hotline on the show, which happened. I remember, I remember <laughs> like, seeing a clip from that. But like that, like, I, oh baby, I, what are you wearing? I think wow. that that's why, uh, Mrs. Big Head. Yeah, I think that's why Harvey Firestein didn't jar me as much. That's fair. Was because I grew up with that show and was like, okay, well that just is seven packs a day voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> i you know, I would say that uh uh, don't kick me in the stoma <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: yeah i have a hard time wanting to give hairspray the other version a five out of five, but it i'll I'll give it a solid four out of five, which mm-hmm. is still very respectable, mm-hmm. um but better than than yeah. the movie version, um and again, that's just one uncultured swine's
0: opinion I'm yeah. That's also my opinion, so <laughs> do with that what you will. So, well, well yeah. yeah. So it was interesting seeing
1: these two different versions, mm-hmm. you know. And like I said before, I I do like when we do that because every time there's the, there's the tiny little part of my brain that's like, well, we're doing, you know, like when we did Annie, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, you're seeing the same show three times. It's like, no, all three are different. Mm-hmm. I can't just copy and paste my notes because... Things are different. Yep. Same with these two. Like, they're largely similar, but they're different. Yep. So it's just same thing. Yeah. And I enjoy seeing those differences. Awesome. I enjoy seeing the differences in the production. I
0: am so glad that you do.
1: But enough of me and my uncultured swine-ness. Kay, what? Kay, what is the next episode? That you and I, husband and wife, will be doing for our podcast that has millions of adoring fans.
0: Holy shit. Oh my god. So the next show that we're gonna be watching is uh gonna be an untraditional episode because um it's 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 going to be a show that this is the first time it has ever really... Uh, like, this is the first year it's been done. Because last year, or er, two years ago, we did a mini-episode on Saturday's foyer. Yes. And then it turned out that was going to be the last Saturday's foyer that they so did. Sad. it's but so
1: sad. I enjoyed those so much. I just love yeah. when they
0: poke fun of shit at Utah.
1: Absolutely. But
0: Salt Lake Acting Company is doing a new annual show called Slack Cabaret. And this year, they are streaming it digitally. And this is the first year that they're doing Slack Cabaret. Yay! So we will do an episode all about Slack Cabaret. It'll be nice. It'll be fun. I'm excited. And yeah.
1: And we're going to be releasing the episode for it uh, with time, so that people who might want mm-hmm. to watch it while it's still airing will be able to.
0: Yep, so this week's going to be kind of a wonky release week, but it'll work. It'll be fine. Let, you know what? Do you it, know it what? live!
1: You know what? Yeah. Do it! We'll do it live! Fuck it! Fuck it! We'll do it
0: live! <laughs> I'll write it! We'll do it live! <laughs> oh, man, we had way too much of that sort of talk this episode. <laughs> ah. Yeah. Anyway, thank you all so much for listening to this episode. Uh, sorry, again, that it was late, but uh, we're we're here. We're here, and it's here.
1: We're here. We're half queer. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> Get used to it. <laughs> so thank you all so much for listening. Sorry, again, this episode was late, oh but... If you want to reach out to Kay and myself, you can do so at our home base, which is ToneDeafMusical.com. There we have links to all of our social medias, our Twitters, our Facebooks, our Instagrams, as well as a link to the Cast Junkie Discord server, where we have our own Not Safe for Work channel.
0: (gasps) Yeah. (laughs) If you want to help out the show, you can do so by going to iTunes, Podchaser, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts, and leave a... Five star review. It really helps out with the show. You can say anything you want. You can say Warren, that was a beautiful Christopher Walken impersonation. <laughs> I don't know what John, Mister John. Uh, I don't like doing sequels. Travolta. I'm not as good at those on the fly as you. Well, I mean, uh, I I wrote I wrote, I wrote.
1: I wrote them out. So it's not like I was doing them on the fly. You if wrote I, them out.
0: I did write them out. Oh no! I thought that you had done them just on the fly improvised oh, i'm not that clever oh no, no. oh my gosh you've
1: you've heard me sing i can get two bars in and then the rhymes fall apart i was I and was with you babe. <laughs> i know well I'm, I'm warren i'm not josh who's this josh i'm warren and with
0: you <laughs> um... that doesn't make any sense it doesn't if you want to help out the show and go above and beyond you can do so by going to our patreon which is tone deaf musical uh there we have multiple uh tiers that you can do um if you want if you want what the fuck was that
1: i wanted to see if i could fit it in my mouth (laughs) the answer is no
0: we need to get some work done on that then babe Gotta I, start stretching your jaw. Get you ready. Um, whoa, if you want to, <laughs> if you want to go and have a I'm, tangible way of, not a of showing our love, <laughs> you could do so by going to our tea public, <laughs> which is linked on our website. Jesus Christ, we've got to end this episode. So thank you all so much. That'll be it for this week. I'm Kay. I'm Warren. <laughs> And this has been toned oh down. Yeah. I'm going to eat you, listener <laughs> <laughs> I think my blood sugar's a little hot <laughs>